Welcome to the Pockets of Knowledge podcast, where we share illuminating stories and knowledge to inform, educate, inspire and empower you in the areas of business, health, finance, philanthropy, art, and entrepreneurship, designed to help you achieve your goals. And now here is your host, Desiree Stanley. Welcome everyone to the Pockets of Knowledge podcast. I'm your host, Desiree Stanley. And with me today is my guest, Atusa Racion. I'm so honored to have you on the show, Atusa. Thank you for being here today. How are you? I am great, Desiree. Thank you for having me on the show. I'm really excited to be here. Wonderful. So Atusa is a heart-centered, transformative healer and shaman and spiritual guide. And so we're going to be talking and touching on those topics, but also really about how to live kind of an authentic, empowered life. And, and so let's just jump right in and have you share with us, how did this path come to be for you? How did you become a shaman and spiritual guide? Uh, I believe uh, the path had been chosen for me. I think I had chosen it a long time ago when I was a kid. And everything in my life guided me to get the tools and techniques and everything I needed to get my clients to live a healthier, happier, more centered lives. And in order to do that, you know, I had to learn that for myself, had to lift on my heart, had to let go of my fears. And I want the listeners to know that the work is never done. It doesn't matter, like even gurus, masters, whatever. We are all work in progress and we are working, you know, releasing layers as we're going along and we're learning. Each one of us, we're teachers and students at the same time. So yeah, my life was all about to learn to let go of my traumas, my programming, my rules, and all of it was based on a lot of different fears that I had that over the years I've been releasing and letting go of all of it. That's wonderful. Thank you for sharing that. And I think I want to talk a little bit about what you touched on there about how we are students and teachers, and really we do have this kind of programming from society and parents and situations that we're in. And and a lot of that takes time to really begin to let go of those things and and grow into who you, you know, are supposed to be. And so do you want to expand on that a little bit and talk about what that's meant for you and for the listeners, you know, maybe some things that they can begin to do to work on that? The journey is always to go inward. Whatever you want, you're asking for on the outside. If you want love, if you want better relationships, happier lives, health, whatever it is that you're seeing outside of yourself, take time to go inside because that's where you're going to find all the answers. And that's where once you become aware of yourself and how sort of you're perceiving different situations, your life, your relationships with others, those are all to guide you again back inside and see, you know, I am behaving this way. I'm getting triggered right now because of some expectations. And then when you sort of like, Oh, keep opening it, keep opening it. You'll see at the base of it, 
it's a fear. It's a fear of loss usually. And that is where you're going to have to do the work to become, once you're aware now it's time to reprogram it because you've been going the same route all the time. It's sort of a program. You're not mindful of it. But now that you sort of like become aware of it and you shine the flashlight on it, it can't hide anymore. And that's where every time it comes up, you have to remind yourself that, hey, I see this. It's okay. And now I want to choose to do things differently because that's again when you're becoming aware, you realize you have a choice and that's where your power is coming from. That I have a choice in this point. I can do the same thing, do it a little different, do it completely different, and it's all okay. Such a wonderful point that you just brought up and how everything really does begin with what is happening inside of us and that response that we have to the external factors. And I love how you pointed out that what you're looking for outside really does begin from inside. And so if you're you know, looking for love or, you know, whatever the case may be, it's finding that within yourself first. And I think this is something that we probably all know and, and realize, but it serves a great purpose to have it reiterated, I think, to remember that it does begin from inside. And a lot of people, it's not that they don't know this already. It's hard. It's challenging because you basically are being asked to sit there and look at all those parts that you've been running away from, you've been hiding from, and you don't want to look at. And that's why everybody says, oh, meditation is so hard or everybody's running around because you know, as soon as you sit, you're going to have to face yourself. As soon as you go inside, you're going to have to face those things. And there are a lot of people they're afraid to look at it. They want to hide it, labeling it as bad, or there are a lot of things that's bad. And I don't want anybody to find out about this, but all those things are still in there and hiding from it, running away from it. It's not going to help you. I think that's what COVID actually helped us a lot was that a lot of people that were running away because of their jobs and activities. Everything shut down and now you were faced with you. And that was a beautiful gift that I think universe gave us. Yes, there was a lot of hardship in it. And also it gave a lot of people to stop, pause and have to forcefully go inside and see all their triggers, their emotions, their traumas, their programming, all of it. And so then when they became aware, they had to choose differently. Yeah, excellent point there. We did have that opportunity given such a difficult, challenging time, but it, it gave us all that time to reflect and pause and look at some things maybe that we didn't want to look at, but it did give us that opportunity if we took it. And I love that you mentioned about the things maybe that we're running away from or trying to be too busy to look at and those things that we're naming as bad or maybe are shameful or whatever. Again, it's putting a label on whatever the thing is and, you know, not addressing it 
And so I think that that's such a great point is maybe remembering that we don't need to label these things. And by removing that label, we can examine it on a level that makes it easier to let go, right? Of, of letting go of that. Exactly. I think one of the biggest issues for people is that we have managed to carry a booklet of labels. Everything falls either good, bad category, just, unjust, fair, unfair. And then with that, then we're carrying a scale that we're constantly trying to balance this scale of good and bad, just, unjust, you know, good versus evil, whatever you want to call it. We're keeping this balance because of all these labels we have. But truly, this is all we're carrying it because we're afraid. We're afraid that what if somebody takes my stuff? What if I lose myself? It's all fear-based. And when we let go of that fear and realize if all of us actually sort of go through life from so a heart-centered space, you are guided to a place that you don't need any of those labels. And people actually will not harm each other, will not take things from each other. The way that those things are happening because of fear, because of those struggles that fear has created. And it's not just now. I mean, it's coming back from our history long, long time ago and many, many, many ages ago, beginning of time, that all the wars, beginning of civilization, that this has been passed down, passed down, all the fears, power struggles based on those fears. And now we're so afraid of, you know, somebody taking our stuff. What if I don't have it? I need more. And therefore, we're trying to keep this balance. And a lot of people are afraid to follow their hearts because they haven't used it. And they, again, looking at it as bad. What if my heart tells me to quit my job? What if my heart tells me to go eat a pint of ice cream? What if my heart tells me to go cheat on my husband? The point of it is that First of all, if your heart is saying those things, there's a reason behind it. You got to go find that reason. What's there that in your heart, you're seeking those things, you're wanting those things. And when you find that answer, then again, that awareness allows you to see your choices. Yeah. And it's like unraveling a little bit of the puzzle, if you will, you know, the things that when you really look at what's going on behind these thoughts, desires, or whatever, what's happening there, and you can kind of get deeper into an answer to that and then make different choices or choose a different path or whatever the case may be. So that's such a great point. So let's talk then a little bit about how we're using that to or we can use that to have a more empowered life. The first thing is that, again, awareness. It's always, always awareness. Because you got to see, and awareness is a 24-7. I tell people, you know, when you are practicing awareness, it really is 24-7. Even in the middle of the night, if you're waking up, there has to be this sort of like, 
call it higher self, a neutral observer, whatever you want to call it, that this is the state that is watching and seeing, hey, you know, fear came up, fear program came up. Oh, look, there's anger coming up in this conversation inside me. There's sadness coming up. And when you're seeing those emotions, you're becoming aware, then you won't react. You won't react outside. Even if you lose control, let's say, and, you know, you react, again, you're watching it, you're aware of it, and you can back out of it. You can say, sorry, I just right now I'm being triggered and I need to go and look at it. But that awareness is where you get to see what rules you're carrying, what labels you're carrying. You know, and again, you want to be more heart-centered? Choices. Am I making my choices from my heart or am I making my choices from a place of fear? And it's okay. I tell people all the time, it's okay if you're choosing based on fear because right now that's where you're at. You can't move beyond the fear. But because of that awareness and because you're seeing your choice, you are going to gradually shift from that place because each time you're faced with a similar situation, you're going to be aware, you're going to pause and you're going to say, well, now today I can move a little bit more towards love. I can move a little bit away from the fear now. And soon you're completely shifted and in a different place. Yeah. And I can see how over time, as you're faced with these situations, as long as you are addressing them in your mind about, you know, maybe why did I respond in this way? How can I handle it differently? That that really can be very empowering because now you're making those choices differently that will lead down a different road entirely. Yes, yes, very uh, true. And and one more thing I wanted to mention about the heart space. Um, I talked about the fear before. You got to practice it even on a daily basis. So you kind of distinguish, is it really my heart or is it something else disguised as the heart? And I say when you do, do practices like an everyday mundane stuff that your mind doesn't get involved, sort of like the clothes you want to wear, the food you want to eat. You're having your coffee and you're thinking, should I put oat milk or almond milk? You know, I want a snack. You know, do I want orange, apple, or broccoli? But all those things, when you have those different choices, then taking each choice and sort of like feeling it as if you're bringing it to your heart center. And sometimes with the physical stuff, I tell people, actually pick it up. If if it's a clothes or food or item that you can hold in your hand, hold it in your hand and bring it close to your heart. Set it down. Take the next choice. And you're going to see it feels different. And that's what you want to start noticing, that difference in that energy of when your heart is like, yes, this gets me excited. This is what I want versus like, "Eh, no, not really. And then you get to see that for them, you know, those bigger stuff that your mind gets triggered with the fear, then you can distinguish, no, my heart really wants this. But I can see now that my mind has the fear and is telling me this is not the best choice. Okay, you know, my fear is too loud and I know my heart wants this. So let's find the middle way. What's the easiest way that I can 
do this so that I'm not going crazy with the fear and I'm not totally letting my heart make the decision, find the middle ground until you can make the switch. And I think for sure, there's many, many of us that do or do not do things based on fear, right? So I can see how when you are sort of run by fear, you're going to be making very different choices than if you use your heart to decide truly, is this important to me? Is this the direction I want to go? And certainly if it's a change of career or something like that, there's going to be concern about, will I have enough income to support my family and lifestyle and so on? But then that's where you've really got to decide, is is this what my heart is saying I want to do? And how do I make that transition so that it can also potentially support my family and my lifestyle or whatever the case may be. Exactly. And the rules, you know, we touched on rules earlier. You got to get to become aware of these rules that you have. I know, like for myself, I had these crazy rules that I actually put together a channel on Instagram and I post some of these different things that come up. It's sort of inspirational stories. And I mentioned to people, I used to have a rule just for shower. Believe it or not, the time of the day that I would shower. And this rule, you know, it sounds like crazy. You said to tell people, it's like, what? You had a shower rule? I said I did. And I wasn't aware of it. But it actually stemmed from a time when I was little. We lived in a house that we didn't have hot water. So we had to go outside. There was these public bathhouses and we used to take shower there. I hated it. So that was one thing that I hated showers. Then the other thing was that when we went there, and if it was cold, you know, coming out with the wet hair and everything and just that cold as you come out of the hot shower, I hated that. So... And I was brainwashed to say, your hair cannot be wet outside. You're going to catch a cold. That was always what they told me. You don't want to take a shower at night and go to bed. You're going to get sick. So all these things they had told me. So I was actually afraid to take showers, that my hair would be wet. It's cold outside. So I had to justify when I went to shower so that my hair would get dry. And because of this rule, it affected my exercise. It affected so many other things that was just silliness. But seeing it, breaking it down, I started to notice, okay, you know, again, what's my heart really want? My heart wants to go exercise right now. And there's somebody afraid, we can't exercise because then we got to take a shower and it's going to be this. And soon that awareness and seeing all of that, it switched so many things for me. Yeah, that's such a great point. I think there's a lot of us that have that, you know, same kind of thing told to us. You can't go out with your wet hair. You're going to catch a cold, you know, and the nighttime and all of that stuff. 100%, you know, grew up with those kind of expressions being told to me. So I can appreciate that. But 
when you realize how limiting those things are, you can choose differently. And, and I love that you just, you know, shared that story. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I said it so people understand, like, it can be as silly as taking a shower. We have rules that we're not aware of, but that's why I'm saying you got to go inside and everything you're doing. Why am I doing this? Even making your bed. Ask yourself. My son actually one time said, who am I making my bed for? My door is closed and my bed actually, I like to air it out. I don't want to make it first thing in the morning. Why do I have to, as soon as I get up, make my bed? I was like, he's right. Actually, that makes sense. You know, he slept in that bed the whole night and he's probably sweated. It's good to actually not cover it up. Let it breathe. Why? And it was, again, another rule that I grew up with and out of fear, I had carried it. And I was trying to give it to him. I'm like, yeah, you're right. No, we don't need this rule. Yeah, totally. I agree 100% with that, that idea of immediately making your bed in the morning. And as a child, it's like, that's just what you were supposed to do. And who said and why and what is the purpose? And, you know, it's something that they were told and they were told before them and it just all got passed down. And so I love that when you're looking at these things, even as minor as a showering or making your bed, like, why am I doing this? Do I need to do this? Really? Is it truly important to me? And, you know, choose differently. So I love that. Let's talk now a little bit about how we can be truly authentic all of the time. And, and this is something I think a lot of us are hearing is like being authentic. It's how do we be authentic and what does it mean to be authentic? And are we being our authentic self? So let's talk about that a little bit. I love that topic because I think especially if people have chosen a spiritual path, let's say, and everything is about, you know, what's my path? Who do I need to be? How do I know my truth? And so the, again, with those questions, even as you're saying it, you're seeing like you're going outside of yourself, even with that. And truly being what I'm supposed to be, there is nothing to be. Being is, I'm, I am me now. Who am I? Who else am I going to be? And again, it goes back to fear. The reason we don't know how to be is because of all these personas we've created throughout our lives as a kind of daughter to your dad, a daughter to your mom, you know, being a sibling. These are all different costumes, personas, you know, who you are at work, who you are with your friends. And all those different costumes, again, to keep yourself safe and make sure you're accepted and loved and supported in different situations by your family, by your friends. Oh my God, because you never know when I'm going to need somebody and I need to be loved and accepted. And that also touches on money issues for a lot of people. So all those costumes that you've created is what is hiding the real you who you want to be because you don't know who you are. You, each time you're wearing a different costume. 
So again, going inside and seeing yourself, why am I right now hiding myself in this conversation with my friend? Or why can't I just say what I really want? Those things are going to allow you to sort of release all those avatars, personas, costumes, whatever you want to call it. And at the end of the day, you can be who you are, meaning like, I speak whatever I feel to speak. My heart is telling me to speak. I can do whatever my heart is saying at this moment. Do this. Go this way. Say this. Sit down. Get up. It's like a natural process of the body. You know, you don't tell your body if you want to, like right now, if I wanted to get up and go to the door, I'm not going to say, hey, legs, we're going to start getting to the door. You know, okay, arm. It's a natural function. It moves, it goes. It's like, you know, you don't even think about it. Your body takes you there. That's the same thing. Once you let go of those costumes and avatars and personas, naturally, you are just naturally you. And in every moment, you just flow with the conversations, with the interactions, and you don't need to hide yourself. Yeah, that's that's wonderful. I thank you for sharing that because I think so many of us are wanting to be liked, right? Wanting to be accepted. And so assuming that we have to be a different way with different people in order to be liked, to be accepted, to be included. And really, you don't need to be any different than you are, which is what it sounds like you're saying right now. Exactly. Even when I get to work with my clients, you know, it's a progression. And at some point during our sessions, we get to this point that we've released enough stuff that now I can go release a lot of, you know, if not all, but a lot of their avatars that they've created. And they're always so surprised that I can list out anywhere from like 20, sometimes 27 avatars that they're carrying and they're just amazing some of them they get really sad like i'm really have hidden myself from everybody and even those of us that have kids we have a mom persona that you know we get that out with our kids and even that needs to be released i can be mean no matter what doesn't matter i don't need anything else Thank you so much for sharing that. I think that is so true. I mean, I don't know necessarily if there's 27 different personas that I have, but certainly I can see that I have been a certain way as a mom, you know, been a certain way as a daughter, been a certain way as an employee or employer, and, you know, been a certain way hosting this podcast. I can absolutely see that there's some, a little bit of a variation in, in all of those things. And it sort of seems like you think I need to be that way because it makes sense for the situation that I'm in. And perhaps a little bit of that is true. Like, you know, maybe you wouldn't curse in front of your children, but you, if you're out with your friends and you're having a good time, you might use, you know, foul language with your friends. And so I could see how some things maybe make sense, but it doesn't necessarily have to be absolute, complete, different, you know, in every situation. To be honest, even that for me, 
I stopped that as well, the cursing, because I said, you know, if that's, if the situation, and I always taught him that as well, if the situation really calls for it, and that's the best way you can express your emotions at that point, go for it. It can be a happy emotion. It can be like you bumped your foot and you're like, and it's fine. But as long as you're not using it to hurt anybody, we're good. And that's the way, I mean, if the situation calls for it, I do curse. I don't curse that much. But if it calls for it, I do. And I give him that option as well that, you know, if the situation calls for it, yeah, you're not, it's okay. Go for it. Yeah. So then let's talk a little bit about how you work on you know, kind of unifying or and or releasing all of those different personas that you have, because really it seems more like you need to let that go, right? Exactly. It goes back, the rules are going to help. All the things we've talked about, awareness, labels, seeing your choices, seeing the rules you have, those are all going to show you those personas, those avatars, so you can release them. And, you know, each time you're talking to someone, check in with your heart. Again, once you notice that how your heart is responding to things that is really for you versus not for you, and you sort of feel that energy. Now, if you're in a conversation and you're like, I was feeling fine. And this conversation, like, oh my God, I'm getting anxious right now. That should immediately tell you, hey, I'm trying to hide something right now because I don't want this person to see that in me. And I don't want them to see that because I'm afraid if they see that, then they might think this and they don't want to do this. And then I'm going to lose it and they're going to tell so-and-so. And then, oh my God, I'm going to lose all my friends and I'm going to be alone by myself with no friends. And you'll see how it goes from like something this small to this fear of, you know, losing everything. And once you start noticing those things and you feel, again, gradually reminding yourself, I'm safe, I'm loved, I don't need to carry this anymore. Those are actually, that's one of the best mantras I think everybody can get up every morning, say to themselves the whole day, just let that run in the background. I'm safe, I'm loved, all is well. Reminding you, you've created this, everything that we talked about out of fear. And once you realize, let that message go, I'm safe, I'm loved, all is well. And now, okay, from this face, what do I want to say right now? How do I want to behave right now? Where do I want to go? What do I want to do? I love that. That's excellent. Thank you for that reminder of of what to say when you're sort of in that space of um, fear worry, concern. I am safe. I am loved all as well. That's wonderful. Thank you for sharing that. I want to transition a little bit. Atusa, you are an acclaimed author and we were talking before we began about the book that you've written. And so I would love for you to share that with us now. Tell us the the name of the book and the award that you just actually received. Yes, thank you, thank you. So the book here, I'll hold it up since we're doing video as well. The cover is my artwork and it's called Change Yourself, Change the World. 
transform your fear-based reality to choosing love and seeing magic. And I share my story of how I got to shift. And then each chapter provides sort of like I've broken down that awareness, choice, taking responsibility, love and gratitude. So each chapter talks about the different steps you need to go through to live a more heart-centered life. And then I have practical exercises at the end and more stories from other clients. And it's really the steps that I wanted to, I was like, how can I get other people that they're not working with me one-on-one? How can I get them to start shifting as well? So that was the idea behind the book. And it was number one bestseller on Amazon in different categories. And this weekend, I won the Book Fest awards, two first place awards and one second place awards for the book. And the two first place was for self-help, transformational and body, mind, spirit, healing. And the second place was self-help, anxiety. So it was the big surprise and yeah, really grateful for that. Well, congratulations. That is fantastic. I love, I love that. First of all, again, congratulations. Well done. And I love that you have broken it down in such a way that, you know, you can easily grasp that the concepts and the topics, and then you've got practical things that you can do. I absolutely love that. I think that is really where you can make change is when you've got those practical tips and suggestions and things to do really I think that makes all the difference. So I love that. Thank you for sharing that. So let's talk a little bit, a little bit deeper into the the book. Maybe just give us a section that the listeners might be able to know more about what the book can teach them and take it away. So like I said, it's broken down into different sections. And then in those sections, even if you don't Like the practice exercises at the end tell you like on a daily basis, things you can do. But with the sections, I've given enough exercises and broken it down so that it helps you, even if you don't do the exercise, it sort of makes you look inside and find those things in yourselves. Like, yeah, I'm doing this. Yeah, this makes sense. So, and a lot of people, what they've told me is that they like the hardcover better because then they keep, you know, they have like tabs and post-its in there and they keep going back and, you know, reading certain sections. And some people, they told me they use it as sort of like, you know, like a tarot card or something that you open it up to a page and see what it's going to tell you for the day. So Mm -hmm. that's how they've used it. You know, they've read through it and now they're using it that way. But really, it's just to be used as a guide to start letting go of the fears or at least becoming aware of it. And one of the biggest chapters in there that I uh, tell everyone is taking responsibility because that's how you get to see your choices as well. You're not blaming your situations. You're not blaming God or universe or anything like that. You're saying, no, this is this is my life and I'm creating it and I get to create it however I want. And I ended by 
throughout our life, the way that we get to see each other is through duality, good and bad, all those labels that we've had, light and dark, shadow and light, all those things is for us to be able to see ourselves more clearly. Because sort of like if you want to clap, you can't clap with one hand, you got to clap with both hands. And that's the way to see things and feel things. But then once you sort of realize and see yourself fully, now the next step is the more delicious one that you get to see that all of this, I'm all of it, the unity of this, I'm one with everything, everyone and the whole world. And that duality is just a part of me as well. And I don't need to even run away from that. I don't need to say I need to be all light or I need to release my shadows. You know, that awareness allows you to say, hey, no, that's just in me and I'm get to see all of me now. And it's okay. Yeah, I love that. That's such a great point. As we know, we need kind of the two sides to appreciate the whole and that it, you don't have to just be all good. You, nobody can be all good all the time. It's just not possible. Life is 50-50 anyway, right? There's ups, there's downs. We, we know this, we've all experienced this. So remembering that even within ourselves, there's light, there's dark, there's good, there's bad, there's both sides of it, but that makes the whole. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. That's, that's what makes us whole and complete is that that duality inside of us is just for us to better see ourselves and experience life as well. You know, if you had chocolate all the time and you never tasted anything sour, you know, the first time, first of all, you're going to get sick of saying, oh my God, chocolate again. I hate chocolate. I've had it for 10 years. Can I have something new? And the first time you're going to taste that sour, it's like, oh my God, what is this? Wow. I love this. And that's why you see the little kids, you know. You give them different, they don't know the taste and you give them like sweet and then you give them sour. They're like, you know, I don't know which one I like. I kind of like both of them, you know, they, because you're trying different things. And that's the whole point to realizing yourself. And it's okay. As long as we take those labels out, because when we use those words, those labels, we put an energy behind it. And that's what we're reacting to. But if you take all that out of it, then you're not reacting to it. It's just saying right or left, you know, light and shadow, right and left. When you say light and shadow, it's like, oh, light is good, shadow is bad. But when you say right and left, like, okay, right and left. You don't react to it. There's no connotation behind right or left being good or bad or any of that. It just, they're words. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I'm going to touch on something that you really share and work with your clients on, and that's connecting to you and the universe and really discovering the magic. And so I'd love for you to expand on that a little bit and tell us more. A lot of my clients, I mean, whether they're healers or they don't know they're healers or therapists, whatever, when they come, it's sort of everybody, it's all those fears, it's hidden that part of themselves that, you know, they've hidden again, just for them to be. And when would they let go of those personas? 
you get comfortable into that trust, going back to, again, I'm safe, I'm loved all as well. So you get to create this trust in yourself and trust in the world and the universe. And the more you do it, you sort of like opening up because fear gets you to close up. And you're saying, well, you know, I want to receive this, but you can't receive anything if you're holding guard. So when you open yourself up slowly and you're trusting, then you sort of like notice life differently, notice things a little bit differently. And you're seeing like you're getting messages from all these different places and everything becomes like a different, brighter, more colorful. And you go for a walk and suddenly feel like, okay, now everything I feel like it's talking to me. And magic is just that. Magic is not, you know, we feel like, oh, it has to be something big. Magic, it could be like today you went for a walk and sort of something was in your mind and on your walk, a person walked by and mentioned something or smiled or said, how do you do? And sort of that exchange of energy sort of brought you back. That smile lift you up or you were driving and Behind the car, you saw a bumper sticker that was saying exactly what you needed to hear. A song comes up. All of that is magic. A lot of people say, oh, it's just coincidence. No, it's it's things that are whatever that is making you feel better and making you feel, you know, uplifting you and allowing you to open up more use it, allow it in. And that's how you receive that magic more and more as you trust and open up. Then you're seeing it everywhere all the time from the sun to the wind to the leaves on the trees. You know, I used to say when I go for a walk, I feel like the leaves are saying, "Ah," because there's like, you know, that one leaf, you know, is just shaking like this. They're like, well, that's the wind. Like you call it the wind. There's one leaf, all the other leaves, they're steady. There's one leaf going like this to me. That's the leaf saying hi to me. And I feel good about that. Nobody else needs to believe in that. I can believe in it and feel good and have fun with it. That's my magic. That's fantastic. The story of that is, is I can see it and I love it. So thank you for sharing that. And I think the idea of coincidence and we can call it coincidence, but I really think it's the universe, you know, showing us what we need to hear or what we need to see to, to grow. And I love that if you just trust and be open to those, those signs, if you will, you can get so much from it. So that's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, exactly. One more thing I wanted to mention about that That's how you feel the support of the universe. That's how you feel like you can let go of the fear then. Because you're getting those little nuggets that tells you you're on the right path. You, you know, there's so much love and support around you. You're not even seeing it. Go for it. Move forward. And that's what that magic when you open yourself up is going to give you. And those naysayers or they're saying coincidence or it's just this that let them have it you just follow that feeling that feels good for you in your heart and let it all go and it's going to get so big it's going to drown everybody else out anyway 
And if nothing else, you're just still sending love and radiating love and letting people be as they need to be. And eventually it'll reach them. Exactly. Exactly. Perfect. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Atusa, I have so enjoyed our conversation. It has been so wonderful. I love that you shared your book and I would like for you to, you know, go ahead and read the title to us. So those who maybe aren't watching on YouTube will know, and I'll include it, of course, in the show notes. And then if there's any other books that have been beneficial or influential for you that you'd like to share, I would love for that as well. For sure. Thank you. The name of the book again is Change Yourself, Change the World. And the subtitle is Transform Your Life from Fear-Based Living to Choosing Love and Seeing Magic. And if you go on Amazon, search my name, it's going to pop up or put my name and says, change yourself, it's going to pop up. You won't miss the cover. And my two favorite things, actually, Rumi poems, if you are into poetry and You can get into and understand the Rumi poems. I say go for it because they are just magical and amazing. And they will guide you to all those places of love inside of you and connect you back to the universe. And I have another favorite book that, you know, from time to time I go back and read it again is The Alchemist from Paolo Colo. And that's one of my favorite books. Oh, yeah. Excellent. Wonderful recommendations. Thank you for sharing those. I'll include those in the show notes for sure to make it easy for the listeners to find. And there is a quote that I like very much from Rumi. And it's it's basically like, don't worry if your life is upside down. How do you know this way is not better? Yes. It's one of my favorites. It is one of my favorites. I actually have an artwork for that one because some of my artwork there were inspired by Rumi. And that is one of my favorites because you really don't know. You really don't know. There's so much magic. Just when you think that's why if you look at everything in your life as a gift and take those labels out, it doesn't mean anything. It's like, oh, you know, because everything's teaching you. Everything's moving you closer to that place that you're really your heart is desiring and you want to get to. And yeah, sometimes it looks weird, but you need to look at it to another angle to see it. Yeah, I love that one. Good one. Good one. Yeah, for sure. Atusa, before we close out, I do want to ask you if there are questions that people have or they want to follow along your journey and what you're doing, how would they be able to find you? Do you have a website? email, socials that you would like to share, go ahead and do so. Thank you. My website, which is atusaraisian.com, it's my full name altogether, has all my social media on there, but I'm on Instagram and I'm on LinkedIn and I'm on Facebook and also YouTube. But, you know, most of it is Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook. So you can, Instagram's the easiest is atusar. And Facebook is at Solistic. So, but all those links are on my website and please go ahead, DM me, email me, you know, even if you just want to say hi and listen to the show and I loved it or I love what you said here, please go ahead, reach out. I would love to hear from you. 
Fantastic. I'll for sure include all that information in the show notes as well. And thank you for sharing that with us so that the listeners can find you. That That's wonderful. Thank you so much for your time and for sharing your knowledge with us. And it has just been an honor to have you on. So thank you so much. Oh my God, the honor is mine. Thank you. I had a blast. This was awesome. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Wonderful. Well, we'll talk more soon. Definitely. Thanks for joining us this week on the Pockets of Knowledge podcast. Be sure to join us again next week for more great information designed to educate, inspire, and empower you to achieve your goals. And thanks again for listening.